Welcome to the Courage Corner, where we talk about courage with everyday people like yourself to help you if possible. Your host is Tim, the Coachman Taylor, but you can call him Coachman. Hello, everyone. My name's Tim Taylor, but you can call me the Coachman. Welcome to another edition of Courage Corner, where we talk all things courage. For those of you who don't know about this podcast, I have a different guest speaker on. Today's speaker is a single mom with two teenagers. She handles them all alone. She's a divorcee. She loves to calm herself with books and writing. They're very much a part of her life. And on those free moments in time, she uses nature as her gospel and her church. Please welcome to the show, Sarah Stetson. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Tim. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Great to have you on the show. Now, as I've uh, just explained to my viewers, the object of this show is to talk about courage. So I'm going to get right to it and ask you, can you provide me with an experience where courage was the foundation for you to make some kind of decision? Yes. So I found courage to be my friend, if you will, back in uh, 2016. And really, it started uh, the year before that, um, in April of 2015, when I lost my mom to suicide. I'm sorry to hear that. And thank you. Thank you. And you know, it took a lot of courage to move on from that. Recently, a, a conversation with my teenagers who are 17 and 14, uh, you know, the statement that was made was, how did you move on for us? How did you keep yourself strong for us? And I was floored by that, that comment. What? What do you mean? I was your mom, you know? I wanted to be as strong as I could for you. And, you know, the courage to allow myself to heal in all aspects. And it actually made me stop for a minute and think, did I not grieve enough in front of them? Did I not have the courage at that time to grieve enough in front of them? I sure as, as any day do now, <laughs> that's not a problem. But back then, you know, I think, did I hide it? And, you know, courage really became a huge thing for me a year later when I had decided to become divorced. Uh, you know, an incident happened and I just, I really just stopped and thought this just, this marriage is no longer something that I want to be a part of. It's no longer working for me. Um, it's no longer working for my partner either. And it's really time that I have the strength and I'm brave and I move on. So, and so I did. You just said something amazing to me and you were brave. And you know, when we talk about courage, one of the things that always comes to my mind when we have this conversation is I think of courage as that one step forward. And even if we took a look at it from a precipice and you take that one step forward, not knowing where you're going, and you, it sounds like, had a very powerful year with your mom and then the understanding of where your current life was after that and then sharing with your children. So you said the word brave, and that just really resonated with me. Can you explain a little bit more for me? 
Absolutely. So during that year after losing my mom, I was actually seeing a holistic psychologist who really pushed me out of my own way. She really gave me the tools and worked with me to own who I was and allow myself to become who I really was, not just the wife, not just the mother, not just, you know, the woman who's been in dentistry for as many years as I have. She really pushed me to see who are you? What do you want for you? And, you know, when I think of the word brave, I immediately think of the, the Disney movie with the little girl with, you know, this massive head of red curly hair that goes up against this big old bear. And it made, makes me stop and think, we have things that we face that are like this all day long. We just choose how we want to, how to deal with it. Sometimes we don't want to deal with it at all. And maybe it's just not the right time. And other times, you know, I want to be like that little girl and put on my cloak and my machete and go after it and face it head on and say, all right, you know, you can't stop me. Right. You're not going to get in my way. And taking that opportunity to really just stop and say, I've got this. This won't take me down. I've got this. What's the worst that could happen? That's really stepping into that, that bravery, in, in my opinion. <laughs> well, great. And, and because you have to live through it, right? Right. So, so really, the, the definition that you choose to have for yourself, and you said it, you own that. You own that responsibility. You own that next step. Bravery is how you define it. And, you know, really, it, then you unfold this, and it's the courage to even become aware of all these things. Now, I'm going to go back a bit too. you said something which was, I just want a little bit more clarity if I could ask you a question. Of course. You said that at some times there's not the decision for bravery and other times you want to be like that little girl and just break it through and go for it and everything else. Have you ever stopped to think about in those situations where you didn't have a brave decision, a courageous decision, what held you back? You know, I would say during that time, I listened to my intuition a lot, as I still do today. And I really started to understand when I had that feeling that this isn't the time for me to face that head on. This is the time for me to sit in it, to go within, to allow whatever's going to happen to happen. Don't fight against it because it will be so much more exhausting if I push against it than if I just allow myself to feel the fear because eventually I will break through it all. Eventually that braveness, that courage, that, that opportunity to, you know, be vulnerable, shed the cloak, let it all hang out will appear and I'll know when the timing is right. right. That, that's really what I mean by that. Okay, great. Thanks for clarifying because that's an important part that you know, should resonate with a lot of people that it's okay to become aware of where you are right at the moment and accept that. Just accept it. Like you said, don't fight it. Don't try and move past it because sometimes you may not be ready. Exactly. And that making the healing or whatever the process is so much harder than it would have been if I just sat in the box with it. Okay, here's the feeling. Let's get cozy. Let's right. get to know each other better. And when I'm ready to break free of you, goodbye. 
Exactly. So which, what I'm really hearing, which is awesome, is that you took that time to grow. You're, you're listening to yourself. You're listening to the feelings and the thoughts that were coming up. And there was no judgment. It was just existing and being and accepting that moment. And then at that time when you knew, yes, this is the moment. Now I can move forward. The aha moment. Exactly. <laughs> Those wonderful aha moments, right? <laughs> yes. It's like, it's time, little grasshopper. Go for it. <laughs> I have a quote from Vincent van Gogh I'd like to share with you. And he says, what would life be like if you had no courage to attempt anything? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I'd be so bored. I would feel like I was just stagnant that, you know, I just robotic, you know, and, and that I resonate so much with that because while I do think I had courage in so many ways, you know, in, you know, my years from say 20 to 35, I do see the robotic nature of myself, the not taking the step forward in the way that I wanted because I was afraid and, oh God, what will people think of me? Or what will I think of myself if I don't actually go through with it? You know, for me, it would be very just bland, just bland. Right. And when you say that, it's okay to learn from the past because that was where you were in that moment in time. It doesn't necessarily mean that's where you're going to be today or are today. And even if you were there today, at least when you're growing and you're trying to share that with yourself and honor yourself, you know, you use those as definitive moments for growth because you've experienced it maybe you choose not to go down that path anymore. I've already been there. I've already done that. What's the other option for me? You're listening to the Courage Corner Podcast, hosted by Tim, the Coachman Taylor. Hello, this is the Coachman. I'm back with Sarah, talking about moments of growth. Exactly. It almost acts as the awareness button for me, like the Staples easy button. Exactly. Really, it's like having an awareness button of, I've been here before, but when? Right. And, and what did that feel like at that moment in time? You got it. Quickly validate and say, you know what? I'm going to choose not to go there anymore. Absolutely. I'm going to choose differently this time. Right. And exactly. what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I already know what happened last time, so it can't be worse than that. <laughs> and there you go, right? That's that quick validation of taking that step. Having the courage, right, to your possibility. So I'm curious to know, presently or within the last little while, you know, how many times when you were feeling kind of stuck or unhappy about a situation or whatever, did you just realize that it was because you were afraid, that you didn't have the courage, you couldn't move on? Now, I know you talked about, you know, sometimes you sit there and you resonate because it might not be the right time, but... I'm talking about that time that you were completely held back. You could not break through. Have you ever experienced that? I'd like, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. You know, I feel like in the last few years, I've had very little time there because I have been in such a feel the fear and do it anyway kind of mindset. Right. And although, you know, I will say with COVID, there was a time probably beginning of April, mid-April, 
that I really started to feel like, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my career? What does this mean for my life as a single mom? Will I be able to continue supporting my family in the same way that we have been? What changes will I have to make? All of the things started bubbling up. Can I do it? And I will say there, you know, I had a lot of influence, outside influence that I was allowing to almost get inside my bubble, right? And create some feelings that were unsettling to me. And I allowed it. And honestly, I didn't like the way that it felt. I felt like I wasn't sleeping as much. I felt like I wasn't eating as healthy as I could. I didn't want to exercise. I really just wanted to work and check out. You know, I really just, it was uncomfortable. I wasn't there very long, but the realization, the aha moment of, I don't have to be here. I don't have to choose this, this direction. I don't have to believe that things will change for me. Uh, You know, I was going through in that time, I had decided to lease a bigger townhouse and was going to have more financial obligations than I had had previously, you know, moving during COVID you know, no school, what's happening with school for these teenagers of mine that I absolutely love and adore, but they need the socialization and the out with their friends too, yet we can't go anywhere, right? (laughs) And I chose again, I chose differently and really stopped and said, I I don't like the way that feels. So I'm going to have the courage to look at different options for myself. What else could I do? What else could I do in my life? What, what else is hanging on this beautiful tree of life that is mine that may be time to come to fruition? So it's that, that realization that if you take a look at how you look at things, you know, and we all look at life through these lenses. And depending on where you are in your world, you may not even see what's, you know, opportunities that are directly in front of you. And it's understandable that through this whole COVID situation, I recall the very first part of this where there was a lot of fear because there was a lot of unknown. So it's understandable for you that all of a sudden, you know, break, stop, kids get home. You're not sure about your work environment. Oh, by the way, just because I'm, I'm just an amazing gal, I'll I'll throw in, let's move right in the middle of this. So all of a sudden, You have all these pressures that started to um, really accentuate and highlight some emotional responses. And, you know, that that leads me to the segue of the the next question, which was about the, tell me a time when you had the courage to move forward. And this was definitely a time where you had so many things going on and it was like, no, no. I understand that these are stressors in my life. I understand that it's okay because of the situation that is out of my control. So it's an influencer of your life, but you chose to make an internalized decision about that and really take a look at it from a perspective of, okay, where am I going to go now? Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I truly, you know, I'm, I'm such an optimistic person. I, I really am. I always try to see, well, what can we get out of it? You know, this might seem really dark and icky right now, but what are we going to get from it? There's got to be something cool that we're going to learn from this or something great that will come of it. 
right? I'm just really not a pessimist in that, in that way at all. And, you know, the kids and I decided to look at things from a different perspective. Wow, we have all this time together. Let's play games in the afternoon. Since I don't have to pick anybody up and I don't have to wake you up and drive you, that's two extra hours in my day. I, what can I do with that time? I can work earlier so that I can be done earlier so that we have time together. I can have time for myself. I can have time to write. I can have time to go for walks. You know, I can, I can pick up a book. I can do some certifications that I've been, you know, letting sit on the shelf for a while. The world was limitless. I felt like I, I had the world. It was my oyster. I could do with it what I wanted. Well, and I just felt the energy all the way through that conversation. So <laughs> I felt the, you know, and I've talked to a lot of people during this time. And, and that's what I hear is that there's, there's sort of two sides here, right? The ones that have the lower energy and they worry about things and they get angry, they're I don't know, down on themselves, down on the world, down on everything. And there's the ones like yourself where you just described that the opportunity was there. So how can I choose to make the best out of my opportunity? Now, I know that uh, this is kind of an apple pie in the sky type of uh, philosophy because there's, it's not quite as simple as that, is it? Right? There are a lot of other factors like financial and payments and bills and all these other things too. But simplistically, if you can take a look at any situation in your world and look at and make the choice, okay, first of all, I'm going to stay here because I'm aware of it. I'm going to saute in it and just understand it maybe. Even it's as simple as that, understanding it. But then if you can take a look at that and go, okay, how can, and you said this, how can I learn and grow, right? Imagine where you're at with that. Oh, absolutely. You know, there, there's always a solution. We just decide whether or not we want to see the solution or we want to work on the solution. And, you know, you're right. I think because I do operate on, on that opportunistic side energetically, I am able to use some of the lower energies at my will, right. meaning I can get angry to push myself forward. What are you doing still sitting here? Get up and go do it. Let's stop talking about it. Come on, move on. <laughs> and understand too that it's okay to be there. A hundred percent. No judging. It's just okay to be there. You got it. If I need to go and do nothing and lay on the sofa for an entire weekend, I honor that time. Exactly. With no I judging. Honor, yep. I honor that time. I allow myself to have that. And there is no guilt. It's such right. a wasted emotion that I, you know, I don't want to waste time on feeling bad about something that I need, that I'm choosing to, to honor and to have. Right. I mean, you, time is relative. So Exactly. And you made that choice at that moment in time. So you were fully present and you made that choice. I'm going to hang out with myself today. And if I want to watch two movies or if I want to read a book or if I want to go for a walk, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. And really what you're saying to yourself is you're giving your brain and your mind time to relax and just get some enjoyment out of life instead of being focused on being a mom, being a, you know, a businesswoman, being a, an educated person. So you're constantly learning, constantly filling it up. Well, sometimes it's just okay just to sit back and go, yeah, I'm going to do nothing today. You got it. 
That's exactly right. This is The Courage Corner, your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. I'm back with Sarah, and we're talking about moving forward. So if I were to, and you might have to dig back a little bit in your, into your history here, but if I were to ask you one thing about the difference between you not being able to move forward and the, the fact that now you are pretty much able to move forward at will, what would you like to share with the folks online here? I, I really feel that when I wasn't able to move forward with things, when I was stuck, like quicksand feeling, yep. couldn't shift my, you know, feelings of just, ugh. I, I know you can relate to that. I, I feel like there's not even a real word, word, word other than that, ugh. I say that all the time, Sarah. Like, just ugh. <laughs> yes. I don't think I understood that. I could feel differently. I don't think I had awareness that I could feel differently and not necessarily to my fault. No. Just, I didn't know what I didn't know until I knew it. Right. And, you know, some of the work that I've done the last few years, awareness is something that comes up for me, I swear, every day. I think to myself, Ooh, this is bringing great awareness. And it's, I had this conversation not too long ago of when it was the awareness going to just stop because I feel like sometimes it's like daggers at me all day long. Like, Ooh, Ooh, I didn't realize that, you know, things just kind of hit me and it's never going to go away because now that's where I'm at. When it wasn't present was when I didn't know about awareness and I didn't know that I could accept those things that have happened in my past that I could just accept them and love them from where I am now and say, man, you survived that. You survived it with however, whatever you needed to survive it at that time. Right. And instead of reacting, like, you know, when we're born, we have this capacity to absorb and we have all this compassion and love and everything else. And through our development years and everything else, something changes and it really we lose all of that. And then all of a sudden, and you said it, you said the power. So you really, once you gain the power to believe that you can be aware, and then once you are aware, you can accept or possibly move on quickly and make that change. But it's all because you have the power of choice. Yes. Yes. And what's fascinating is that I find myself time and time again, go out of alignment and it is almost like the universe takes a hand and smacks me on the back of the head and says, wake up, you're going to be late. You know, it's like, Oh wait, what? And the awareness bug comes back and it bites me and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is, this is where I go. So just because I'm fully here most of the time doesn't mean that I don't forget Sometimes I do need that reminder of, wait, there is such thing as awareness. And I have the choice to be aware of things or I have the choice to totally just act like I don't even know that it's happening. Put the blinders up, go into the tunnel and act like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I have that choice to do that, but it's not as energetically pleasing as when I just say, all right, fine, I'll be aware of it all. Right. 
I'll be aware, I, of all, aware of it all and I'll witness it without judgment. Right. I invite you to uh, just uh, go on a, a visioning exercise with me. And, uh, you know, you're, you've decided that you're going to go on and you said uh, earlier that you love nature and nature is your church. So walk me through that when you're fully aware as you go on your walk, because I find it fascinating. So for me, when I step into nature, it is almost like a conscious meditation. And sometimes music is playing, and honestly, I couldn't even tell you what is playing. But it's where I have my conversation with, you know, my spiritual side, divine, source, God, universe, spirit angels, spirit guides. Whatever you just, whatever. Whoever's knocking on my door that day. Exactly. And, you know, I always felt like meditation had to be um, clear your mind, much like the movie that Kevin Costner was in for the love of the game when he's on the mound and he says, clear the mechanism. And every, all the fans are silent. And I always pictured meditation to be that way. And I am not a clear the mechanism person. I can't. It's constantly going, you know, the hamsters might all take a nap at the same time, but there's always one that's like, I'm going to play on the wheel on the back, you know? So for me, when I go in nature, not only do I feel like I'm able to, it's almost like a filing system happens with my thoughts. Right. And at the same time, from the roots and the ground and the fresh air and the animals and the colors and the smells, I'm almost reinvigorated. It's almost like I'm recycling energy as I'm walking through the woods, doing this meditative, soul-searching, forest bathing, (laughs) woo-woo time (laughs) that I have with myself. And I've caught myself having a conversation with myself. And then like, man, I wonder how many people have passed me and thought, (laughs) who is she talking to? Because I didn't see an earbud in. Right. You know, I I remember... That, you know, you told me that it's just such a, an amazing journey that it's, it's almost like you come out of your body, so to speak, and you just, you exist. And, and if I would ask you, okay, so what happened on your walk? You go, I don't know, but it was really good. <laughs> That's exactly what I would tell you. <laughs> I would say, I don't know. It was fantastic. Now I'm starving. Where are we going to brunch? <laughs> now I need to eat. And I really just allow what happens to happen. I have no attachment to the outcome. I have no attachment to anything happening. Right. I mean, there's been times I've gone in there and thought, well, I don't think I thought of anything. I think this was truly a, just a time of silence. Right. You know, but I always come out invigorated. I always come out feeling like, I plugged in, like I, I'm taking power plugs and I'm shoving them into the ground and they're just, I'm dragging them with me with the power cord. No matter how far I go, I always feel like I come out feeling phenomenal. Even if things that are not necessarily the prettiest, even if there are things that have come up for me that I've been fighting internally against, you know, things that I haven't wanted to face yet, but I'm, I'm aware of them, but I'm not ready to talk about them yet or face them that come up. I still always come out feeling like, yes, thank you for that. Right. Cause you're, you're, a, you're not at peace with it because there, there's no resolution yet, but at least you're able to deal with it in a calm, tranquil way. Uh, and it will be there for when you're ready to deal with it. Yes. I'm able to say, 
okay, I, I know you're here. You're welcome on the journey, but don't talk to me. Yeah, not this moment, right now. Not this moment, don't talk to me yet. I'm aware of you, I accept you, and I'll tell you when I'm ready to have the conversation we need to have. It's interesting, I'd, I'd, I'd like to share a, a story of my youth with you if, you, if I may. Absolutely. So we were talking about, uh, you know, walking and, and clarity and calming and everything else. And, you know, I'm in my 50s or whatever, but this is something that has been with me my whole life. It's just I didn't really understand it yet until just recently. But I used to, you know, in a teenage uh, huff, I get angry at my parents. And I'd storm out of the house because I was, you know, something they've done that traumatized me to the world. And I was just upset, right? But I would go for walks. And these walks would be two hours, three hours, whatever. And, you know, the first part of it, you ruminate about the anger, you ruminate about what, you know, the tragic events that have led to this anger. But always at the end, I always came back calm. So fast forward, you know, when my dad was dying in, in 1999, I would always go through this. We live by a, we have an access to a, a, a path walking system through the city that leads me to this meadow. And in there, I found my, my yo-yo, my juice, my calmness, my tranquility. Because, And I, at the time, I still didn't know it. But I always did it because I knew that it made me feel better and I was more prepared. And I would do it every morning before I went to see him because we had him at home for the last week of his life and then he passed away. And every night after I visited with him, I did it. So that was my energizing moment, right? And now I do it because it's almost like I release the spiritual side and I'm one with the earth and I allow the wind to flow through me. I'm aware of that wind. I'm aware of all the birds singing and playfully, joyfully, you know, flirting around. The flowers in the meadows, the wildflowers flowing in the breeze. And I said this to you about this out-of-body experience, but, you know, I truly believe that this whole thing was a journey for me to understand exactly how spiritual this whole process could be. And and as you were telling your story, I was, I was like floating with you. I was just there with you. And it just made me so peaceful and so joyful. We hope you're enjoying our program today. It's The Courage Corner and your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. Sarah and I are back. We were just about to discuss saying no. As did yours. I was, I was on the, in the meadow with you just now thinking of the birds. Right. It really does. You know, as you were telling your story, something came up for me and I heard the word no, and it started making me think about courage. And I think one of the biggest things that I found in this journey of mine is that I can say the word no. Yes. And I it's can, okay. And, I, and it's completely okay. And I can say no, that that's really not serving me or this is just not serving me anymore. And it's time for me to move on. And, and I don't feel upset about it and I don't feel guilty. And, and, and that's the key, right? It's interesting that you say that because how many people feel guilty about saying no? 85% of the population, maybe not that much, maybe 50. Well, no, I, I, 
you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's a lot. And I know a lot of people that can't say no. Yeah. So what happens when you can't say no? We're never honoring ourselves. And we're always putting ourselves on the back burner. And I think that's really where the energy suck or the energy drain comes from is when we don't take care of ourselves, when we don't allow ourselves to follow the path that we know is our path, not because other people have told us, but because we truly follow what we know is the right path at this very moment. It doesn't mean that it's going to be right two months from now. Exactly. It just means that it's right for this moment because in the end, the universe will always write itself. You know, we can, we always come to forks in the road throughout our journeys, right? Right. We can go left, we can go right. One is the easy way. One might be a little bit harder, but it will end up at the same place. And sometimes I find myself choosing the hard way because I feel like, you know, I feel like there's lessons in there. Right. I just have yet to get just, I'm going to have to do it at least three more times before I really absorb why I continue this. But that's my choice versus feeling like I don't have the choice to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I understand what that journey will bring. And I've already been there. I want this journey. Right. I want to know what it feels like to flow. I want to know what it feels like to flow around this mountain instead of climb up it over and over and over again. And almost get to the top and then slip right back down again. All the way down. Right? This next to my boat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll get it next time, right? <laughs> Where I say, I see you, boat, but I'm not ready to get in you yet and just relax. <laughs> I must do this one more time. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I loved your story. Thank you for sharing that. It is magical when we find what our personal, spiritual, you know, energy vibe, where we can, where we can recharge, you know, look at things from a completely different perspective than we could if we were, you know, potentially sitting at home meditating on the pillow. Right. There's space for meditation. There absolutely is. But there's also space for other opportunities within your world and within the journey. And, you know, that's why I I think my two most favorite places in the world are mountains and hiking in the mountains and walking along the beach. Oh, preaching to the choir. I love it. Those are my favorite places. Yeah, exactly. Because it's that spiritual release and that just that that calmness, that, that this feeling that just comes over you. And as you were describing your story, it's like exactly that feeling. So, so that's amazing. I want to ask you about, it's a definition that I've sort of come up with for, for how I feel about courage. And it's really about continuously owning your awesomeness to grow every day. So we're eliminating the fear. We believe in ourselves, but it's this continuous action of learning, growing, and just being awesome. Thoughts? You know, when you're on a path of growth, one of the biggest things I've learned is that I choose to trust the process. And what I mean by that is... I trust that whatever happens is meant to happen for my greatest good. Even if things don't work out the way that I want or the way that I expected. And usually 
when I attach to any outcome whatsoever or create the story of how I want it to look, it never ends up looking that way. I mean, ever. It could be similar, but it's never quite as good. It's almost like the book and the movie, right? You read the book and then you watch the movie and the movie's good, but it's never quite as good as the book is because there's just some things that you can't act out from the written form. There's an emotion that, you know, some of us could pick up in a story. Others may not. Um, But for me, I find that there's emotions that I pick up on and I think, man, if this was made into a movie, I don't know how they could make it and how they could make me feel the energy that I felt while reading this. Like walking in the meadow. Yes. How do do you get that feeling? Because that's an internalized vision that you created for yourself based on the story that I was telling at the time, but you felt it. You felt that energy. And I, I absolutely agree that that would be a very difficult thing to try and show to a movie house, you know, a theater house packed with people. Because we're all going to perceive things differently. So, you know, my growth journey is not your growth journey. And your growth journey is not my growth journey. And I think the biggest thing other than trusting how my journey is going is also knowing that it's mine and mine alone. It's no one else's. And I'm okay with that. Right. I'm okay. Who, who am I to try and uh, describe or interrupt or move you to a journey that's not going to happen occasionally from my perspective? Because that's my perspective. But my journey is my own, mine to own, and mine to appreciate. Yes, exactly. And also knowing there would be bumps along the way. I welcome them because again, I live in this mindset that they're there to teach me something so that I can keep moving forward. And don't get me wrong. There are times that I feel like there is quicksand and I'm not moving. And there are times that I try to fight against it. And when I realize if I just breathe, I just relax for a minute, it will all go away. It will be as if I was never stuck here. And you look at it in a different perspective too, don't you? I do, because if I fight against it, I'm exhausted. Right. But if I just say, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just sit here for a while. And when I'm ready to be released, I'll be released. Right, exactly. So Nelson Mandela stated, and I quote, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. How does that resonate with you, Sarah? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I've befriended fear. I, I welcome it. Hit me with your best shot. Bring it. Right. Just bring it. You know, it really isn't, it, it's going to be there. Things are going to come up that I may not know why I have fear around it. But when it comes up, I mean, that's, that is really that moment where, you know, I, I find myself a lot of the times when I'm having the, the heightened feeling of fear is when I spend the most time in the woods, which right. is kind of funny because, you know, if I'm there early by myself or I'm there late by myself, I should be more afraid of the fact that I'm in the woods all alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that- and I am with the feeling of the fear of whatever it's, it's you know. Correct. Uh, from, from. 
environmental fear versus uh, emotional or intellectual fear. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I can't, sometimes I can't even think about the words that I want to use with fear, but it will, it's always going to be there with us. Correct. It's going to come up for us in different ways. It might be fear on a level one or two. It could be fear on a level 50. Right. You know, I think it's the stopping to ask ourselves the question, why are you here? Why are you here, fear? Right. What lesson are you here to teach me? I know I say that word a lot, but I really do feel like there's a lesson in everything. With things that happen, whether they're for our benefit or, you know, they're not the way that we were expecting things to go. Right, exactly. And, and I, I really like your simple analogy of why are you here, fear? What is the lesson? And if we take a look at that from, from all perspectives of our lives, that's a very quick way to do an analysis of whatever the situation is. And that's amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that. We're pleased to have you here with us in conversation on Courage Corner with Tim, the Coachman Taylor. We're in conversation with Sarah. Before the break, we were talking about why are you here? Fear? Let's continue. Absolutely. You know, I, sometimes I think that when I ask that question, I almost scare the fear because they're like, wait, what? Right. You know, it almost acts as a, an emotional being that says, you just acknowledged me. Oh, wait a minute. Now I've really got to perform. Right. You know, I'm choosing to say, all right, so show me. I feel you. I know you're here. I know you're not going anywhere. Hit me with your best shot, you said. I, I mean, that. one of the greatest songs of all time. I do love that song. <laughs> <laughs> We're stating our age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. Good, good. Now, Sarah, uh, this has been amazing. Just amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm just about to close it off here. And I have one final question for you, if I may. Go ahead. What is your superpower? Oh. Oh, man. I think my superpower is my intuition. It is very vocal. And when I don't listen to it, it really does shake me up. What was that movie with uh, Jim Carrey? Was it The Mask when he was all like squiggly in it and stuff in his body and he could pull his face off and stuff? I feel like my intuition when I ignore it essentially does that or Roger Rabbit eyes that like wonk out of his head. Um, (laughs) My intuition is like, hello, I said no. Yeah, I'm going to go for it anyway. I I know. I already know the answer. But my intuition, it's mine. It speaks loudly to me. Perfect. Well, on that note, I think, you know, thank you very much for being on the show today. It was amazing. And as always, anytime that you have free, I would love to have you back. Absolutely. Tim, thank you so much for having me today. This was wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you on Courage. It was great. Until next time. Thank you. Bye for now. You've been listening to Courage Corner with your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Until then... Be well and stay safe.